hardworking. She's sitting there providing. She's from the land of Moab, and she's, she has been engaged in a bone-weary activity all through the, uh, the long harvest season, and now she's, she's needing rest. She's provided uh, for her mother-in-law and, uh, and taking care of her needs. She had been carrying the load of providing for herself and her mother-in-law. Naomi, uh, she, was, she had been living with uh, memories of a time when life was kinder to her, when she had a husband that provided for her, when she had hopes and dreams and aspirations of children to raise and a husband that loved her, when she was taken care of, when she had all the security that all women long for. Uh, she, she just needed rest. And in this text, she begins the process of obtaining that rest. And surely by this time, Ruth has, has resigned herself to the idea that she will live uh, alone, well, with her, with her mother-in-law the rest of her life. She's, she's come to uh, that uh, conclusion. And she must be thinking that she'll be required to shoulder the burden for her mother-in-law and for herself for the rest of her life. Um, Little does she know that she's about to enter into a place of rest. Uh, she's about to have her burdens lifted and she's about uh, to enter into a relationship that will change everything that, uh, everything in our life. In this passage, we're confronted with the idea of rest. Doesn't that sound wonderful, the idea of rest? I'm looking forward to the day uh, when we get to heaven you say, well, will we be resting in heaven? Well, it's going to be a different type of rest. We're going to, yes, we're going to be praising the Lord. But it's going to be, we won't have all this stuff burdening. We won't have all the burdens of this life weighing us down. We won't have to go out and make a living. We won't have to go out and supply for the, it'll all be taken care of us. We won't have to worry about anything. I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to that. For us, rest is pictured in security and family. It pictures something far more wonderful for us as, uh, as some people look for rest in so many different places only to find that in this world you can't find rest. Rest is only found in the person of Jesus Christ. Total rest in the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. From this text, I want you to see some benefits that result from our entering into this rest relationship with, with the Lord. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Today I'd like to preach for a while on this subject, take a load off. And if you're tired and weary... And uh, uh, in this life and the life that you're living, can I tell you, you can have rest. You can have peace. I'm telling you right now, I know with all the things that's, uh, that's going on in our country today, with COVID, with, with uh, the, what's going on in Pennsylvania right now, I mean, with what's going on in our country, uh, it, we need rest. I'm looking forward to that day when the Lord comes and gives us that final rest. And, uh, and we're going to look at just three, I think, three thoughts, and we'll have the message. Number one, I want you to know the, notice the offer of rest. Look there in verse 1. It, goes, it says there in verse 1, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall not I seek rest 
for thee, that it may be well with thee. There's a nature of rest here. When Naomi speaks of rest, she's speaking of a marriage. She's talking about marriage here. She's saying as a Gentile widow in the Jewish society, Ruth had very few prospects. She didn't have a lot to choose from. She's in a desperate need of someone who will take care of her uh, as his wife and provide for her and, uh, and rest for her needs. She's talking about a state in which Ruth can enjoy the security and the peace that would accompany such a relationship. The word used here is very expressive, and it has the following uses in the Bible. When you go through and research it out, it means an absent, uh, absence of movement. That's what I think of rest, an absent of movement. I just want to just relax, rest. But it also means being settled. It means finality. It means uh, uh, victory. It means salvation. It means wholeness or a state of well-being. It means security, and then it means a place to settle down, a home. When you think of rest, all those things fit in that category, in that word there. And in other words, Naomi was hoping to provide Ruth with a relationship that would provide all these things for her. Uh, uh, Settling, uh, a finality, victory, salvation, wholeness, security, a place to settle down, a home. That is what the world is after as well. For Ruth, this would be found in a marriage relationship. For people in general, this will only be found in a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, this is a picture. He promises all this and so much more. But then I want you to notice the necessity for rest. You know, I tease Brother Sean all the time because he's one person I know that he hardly ever takes a vacation. Uh, some of you might be the same way, but Brother Sean's always working, it seems like. And I know Miss Kimberly, if she was an amen or she'd say amen right there. But it seemed like, I know for a few years, they would try to take a vacation and then he would get called in or he would get called off and then he wouldn't be able to take his vacation. And, and he's a hard worker. And, and Brother Sean, I'm looking for that time that you can just rest and, and, and enjoy your time at uh, uh, Myrtle Beach again sometime soon, hopefully. And just enjoy that time of rest. There's a, necess- there's a necessity to rest. Even God told his disciples, to go and rest for a little bit. And there's, there's a time. Uh, rest is very necessary for the child of God. Ruth is in desperate need for such a relationship. You see, the harvest has ended, and with it, that means that her job or her, her supply was going to end as well, uh, and her relationship with Boaz. As, as a widow, Ruth has no means of supporting herself and her mother-in-law, Naomi. She is in poverty and she needs help. She needs someone to come along the side of her and to take an interest in her and to meet her needs. She literally needs a savior. Humanity desperately needs a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because of our condition. The Bible tells us, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are sinners. And because of our sin, we are under condemnation for the wages of sin. He that, hath, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not on this uh, is not, I'm sorry, he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Unless we come to Christ, we are destined to live our lives in poverty and a spiritual darkness. 
Unless we meet him by faith, we are destined to go to hell for all eternity. We need rest. Only he offers, and he offers it of himself. But then I want you to notice the oath of rest. Naomi tells Ruth that she wants to find Ruth a husband. And because he can provide for her the things that she can't. And she's saying, she's, what she's saying is that it might, she said here, that it might be well with thee. That phrase literally means that you may have the best. Naomi's saying, Ruth, you've been so good to me. You've, you've taken care of me all this time. Ruth, I want you to find the best for you. I want you, I want you to be provided for. I want you to be taken care of. This is a promise that is full of meaning for this young widow. It is a promise of hope. If Ruth were to find such a marriage relationship, she would find relief from her past, her poverty, and her pain. She would find the cure for her work and her worries and her wanderings. Instead of being being a dead-end life, life would suddenly, suddenly have meaning for her. Some of us have been in dark times. I mean, you've gone through situations, maybe financially, maybe physically, maybe emotionally, and you've, you've just seemed like you're at the end of your rope. You just need to find rest. Can I tell you and encourage you this evening, that rest only is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people try to find it in drugs. Some people try to find it in alcohol, and, and, and they try to find it in work or in money, and uh, they try to find it in different things, but they will only find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a promise of hope. Life might not be an endless series of days trying to scratch out a living that is an unforgiving society. I mean, you think about this. She's a, she's a pagan, and all the other women that's in the area, they're, they're thinking this is the the pagan that came from Moab, uh, the, the Moabite pagan woman here. Um, those who come in a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ find far more than that they counted on. They find that their lives are forever changed by His power. They find that they are loved, forgiven, part of something big and eternal. They find peace, joy, and hope. They find not just the, the promise of rest, but they find the experience they finally experience the reality of firsthand rest. It is not only that, but it's a, it's a promise of help. The rest uh, promised uh, Ruth by Ruth was a man who would meet her needs. A man who would love her and provide for her. A man who would take care of her and offer her the kind of security that she could only dream about. It was a promise of help as she goes down the path of life. What a picture of all saints find in Jesus. If they would just trust and lean and wholly depend on Him, He can be their rest. He can be their final place, their place of solace, their place of comfort. See, He gives us hope day by day, but He also offers us help along the way. Think about that. Hope along the way, but he also provides help along the way. No longer are we forced to go the way, uh, our way alone. Now we have a companion. The saints need never, for, uh, never 
uh, fear being cast out. That God says, he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know why Christians live so down and discouraged and depressed and downtrodden today? It's not because Christ has left them. It's because we've turned our back toward him, away from him. We are the ones, uh, uh, we're the ones that have gone away from him. He hasn't left, he's still there. Folks, listen to me, God is still there. No matter how far you try to get away from him, he's still there. He's ever present with us. The saints need never to fear where the road of life will take them, for Jesus scouts the way and the path and the plans for us. Thank God for his help as we travel toward glory. I know I couldn't get through without his help. I couldn't get through it. I need him. But then it's a promise of a home. A marriage rest would provide Ruth with a new home. Now, I don't know about you, but if I live with my mother-in-law for a while, that would cause me one a needing rest, that's for sure. Hopefully she's not listening to this sermon. But, but it's, it's a place... Of rest, It's a promise of a new home. She would have a place to settle down and enjoy the blessings of a new relationship. The saints have a resting place as they travel through this world. That is true. However, I'm glad that I can remind you that there's a home waiting for us. First John, or John 14 tells us that. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. We've also me and my father's house are many mansions for not so I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. A home where the, the burdens are gone, the pains are gone, the trials of life will no, no longer be there. I'm longing for that place. Folks, I believe, I, I believe wholeheartedly that the Lord's return is very soon. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that day. There's a promise that I'm looking forward to in Revelation 21, 4. says, And God shall wipe away all tears from your eyes. And there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. I don't know about you, but I live in pain. As with my diabetes, with... Uh, my shoulder aches. I'm getting ready to have shoulder surgery a week from Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday. So in two weeks, I'm having shoulder surgery. Uh, I mean, it's constant. I, I have a hard time sleeping at night because of the pain. I'm looking forward to that day when I have no more pain. No more pain. Even after the shoulder surgery, trust me, I know I'm going to have more pain. I'm still going to have struggles. I'm looking forward to that day when I get to heaven. And there'll be no more sorrow, no more heartache. I'm looking forward to that. Then I want you to notice the last thing. Notice the origin of rest. Naomi reveals the name of the person she has in mind for Ruth's husband. It kind of when I get when I read this, it's like Ruth has got blinders on her eyes or something. She doesn't. She, it's like she doesn't realize that her redeemer is right in front of her, and it's kind of like. How it's portrayed to me is that Boaz don't even he's trying to he's trying to show her all the evidences that hey I'm here I want to I want to I want to marry you I want to be a part of the I want to be in a relationship with you and it's kind of like Ruth is like got blind she don't see it 
But here Naomi reveals the name of the person that she has in mind to be Ruth's husband. She has already picked out Boaz. After all, he's kinfolk. And uh, he has the finances to take care of the need. And he seems interested in Ruth. Ruth's rest will not be found in a place but in a person. He had the right reputation. Think about this. His reputation is stated in, back in Ruth chapter 2 verse 1. And demonstrated through his actions what he did for her and he provided for her. He demonstrated, uh, displayed compassion and wisdom and grace in dealing with Ruth. He cared about Ruth in spite of her past. Now think about these things. See if it isn't evident what Christ does for us. In spite of her past, he still cared about her. In spite of what the community said about her and in spite of what she could offer him, she, he still cared for her. He loved her as she was and he acted in grace towards her. Our Heavenly Lord, he has a, has a good reputation. He has the same reputation. Jesus loves the sinner. He deals with us in grace, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And in spite of our past or even what we could offer him, he still reaches out in love to save all those who will call upon his name and trust Him as Savior. When I think about this, it humbles me. It humbles me that a God that created the world, that spoke the world into existence, wants to have anything to do with me. I know me. And He still loves me. That should humble you as well. I don't know you like you know you. But God knows you and He still loves you. He had the right relationship. Boaz was a kinsman. That is, he had the right of redemption because he was so closely related, he could make a difference in Ruth's life. I'd like to remind you that Jesus became a man so that he might give his life a ransom for many, for all that who would come. Thank God he has a right relationship. Not, no one else could have done for sinners what he done. He had the right resources. Boaz was a mighty man of wealth. He couldn't afford to pay the price to redeem Ruth. The Lord Jesus is also a mighty man of wealth. Even though he owns all things, his financial resources could not buy our redemption. Thankfully, the very thing we needed is what he was, that he has the most of. The lost sinner needs righteousness to face God. They need righteousness. Matthew 5.20, however, the best that we could produce in our righteousness category is, is insufficient. The Bible says our righteousness is filthy rags. The best we could do to offer of ourselves, well, God, I'm not much. I want to offer myself to you. If it was just that, without the blood of Jesus Christ, it would be insufficient. No matter how good you think you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how much money you've given to the poor, it would be insufficient. But thanks be unto God, for He died on the cross and shed His innocent blood for the remission of my sins. He had the right resources. Jesus is abundantly and perfectly righteous. When He died for us, the righteous died for the unrighteous, the godly for the ungodly. Now all those who trust Jesus by faith have their righteousness, their unrighteousness replaced with His righteousness. 
When God the Father looks down upon us, He does not look down upon our lives. He looks down if we've been redeemed, if we've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. He sees the blood of Jesus applied to our life, and it's, and it's as if we have never sinned. And whose righteousness are you trusting in? But then I want you to notice the last thing. He had the right resolve. Boaz gave every indication that he was interested in a relationship with Ruth. He gave to her freely. He was kind and compassionate towards her. He gave her a standing invitation to enter into his field and glean any time. He wants her to know she can come to him for whatever needs she may have. Everything Jesus Christ has done for humanity has been designed to show us that He cares, that He loves us, that He wants to provide for us. He's done everything that we have, everything at our uh, disposal at, through Him. All that remains is for the lost men and women to turn to Him by faith and receive what He offers them. He offers salvation. He offers rest tonight. He still, that offer still stands. Let me ask you in closing... Are you at rest tonight? I know with all the things going on in our world, in our society, in our families. But my question is this, are you at rest? Are you at peace? Knowing that God is in control, that He's not ever going to leave you, and that you can put whatever whatever your, your need is tonight, you can put it, lay it upon Him. I'm referring to that spiritual rest. Is your spirit at rest with Him? Is all well between you and the Lord? Have you entered into that relationship with Him that brings His best into your life? What I'm asking is this. Are you truly saved by the grace of God? If the answer is no, then you need to come today and be saved. If the answer is I don't know, then you need to come and make sure of your salvation. If you're saved and you're not living in that rest, that peace, that comfort that He wants to give you, can I assure you tonight, He says that He wants to give it. I'm going to take you back to Matthew chapter 11 and read that and then we'll close. He says again, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Heavens are bowed, our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. As Liz begins to come prepare for our invitation, I just want you to search your heart tonight. I know... Some of you are going through some heavy things. But even during those heavy trials, during those tough times, you can have rest. You can have peace. But you're going to have to depend on Him. You're going to have to lean on Him. You're going to have to look to Him. He offers peace and rest. The problem is this, is we want to carry the load alone. Say, no, I want to get rid of it. Then why do you keep carrying it? Come and give it to Him tonight. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank You for Your love, Your mercy, and Your grace. Lord, for that one that's nearest hell, I pray that You'd save him before it's eternally too late. 
Lord, for that one that's discouraged or disheartened, Lord, I pray that you do a work in their heart as well. Lord, encourage them. Lord, draw them unto you. Lord, for that one that just realized they're saved, but they just need that rest, Lord, may they come to you and find that rest that you offer. Lord, thank you for all that you're going to do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Liz is going to play softly. God spoke to your heart. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. Thank you so much for being here this evening. I'm going to take some prayer requests before we dismiss. I would ask that you would uh, pray for Brother Greg. I went and seen him yesterday, talked to him. His tongue is swollen, and uh, he's he's, a real bad pain in his neck. And I'm not talking about Miss Suzanne either. So, uh, no, he's he's got just extreme pain in his neck, and he's... um, not finding a whole lot of comfort right now. Uh, they got him on some pain medications, and um, but I know he covets your prayers. And Miss Suzanne, uh, they, they're, I'm sure they're listening right now. And so you pray for them and uh, uh, continue praying for our church. Pray for souls to be saved. Um, pray for our Back to Bethlehem uh, coming up here in just a short month and a, a month and a week or so. Uh, we'll be presenting our Back to Bethlehem. Uh, we'll be having a work day this coming Saturday, so don't forget about that. Someone else prayer request tonight? Liz? Okay. Uh, they're having another hurricane there in Louisiana and Pensacola area. I know that's uh, where a lot of Liz's friends are at in college. She's thankful to have the day off tomorrow, even though she's not there. Um, but uh, pray for those. Uh, a lot of the young people that was in my youth group are there in, in Pensacola right now. So. Pray for the upcoming election. Someone else? Yeah. Hear about hope and everything. I was watching uh, Marcus and Joni Lamb, and some of the things he said just made me sick. And uh, he thinks, you know, he agrees with civil unions, homosexuality, and stuff, you know. And he's, he's just made evil. He's just leaving a whole bunch of people astray. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, continue praying for Dave's dad. All right, anyone else? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I do thank you for the opportunity that we have, the privilege we have to come to you and uh, just to lift our petitions, knowing that you hear our prayers if we ask according to your will. Lord, I do thank of Brother Greg tonight, Miss Suzanne, uh, praying for Brother Greg just to give him some peace and some comfort some, from this uh, the, the cancer. Lord, I ask that you would just give the doctors wisdom. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would ease his pain. Lord, I ask that you would be with uh, Brother Dave's dad as he's still uh, got a lot of uh, health issues. And Lord, I pray that you would just meet the needs there for those that are in Florida and uh, uh, in the zone of um, this uh, uh, hurricane, or uh, tropical storm, whatever it is. And Lord, I ask that you would just um, be with those, um, be with our country as we're getting ready to vote. Um, Lord, I pray that we would vote according biblically and uh, Lord that um, as whoever whatever the results Lord will trust you knowing that you're in control of all things and Lord will look to you no matter what and Lord I ask that you would uh, uh, Lord that you would just be uh, with these other prayer requests Lord I didn't have the pen to write them down but you know each need and uh, Lord I ask that you would just meet according to your will Lord, help us to be receptive of whatever you have for us. Lord, I do think of Brother Adam and Miss Evelyn as they're um, traveling, picking up um, uh, glasses for a ministry. Lord, I ask that you would just uh, be with them, keep them safe as they travel, and uh, meet the needs there. Uh, Lord, again, thank you for all that you do. I ask that you would be with our church, help us to grow in spirit and in number. Lord, as we have our big day this coming Saturday, big work day, Lord, I pray that uh, we'll, you help us get a lot accomplished for your glory. Thank you again for all that you do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for being here this evening. You are dismissed. Uh, don't forget this Saturday is a work day, 9 o'clock.